This episode is supported by FX's Clipped, the scandalous story of the 2014 Clippers owner's racist remarks captured on tape and heard around the world. The series charts the tape's impact on a dysfunctional basketball organization striving to win against their reputation as the most cursed team in the league. Starring Lawrence Fishburne, Jackie Weaver, Cleopatra Coleman, and Ed O'Neill. FX's Clipped. Streaming June 4th, only on Hulu. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. My favorite, it's Judd's Hockey Show. Oh boy, is it ever Judd's Hockey Show slash playoff time wild vent line. Uh, Judd and Declan, it's 106 in the morning. We just saw what was a remarkable double overtime longest wild game in their history as far as the playoffs go. Three to two, they win. It's improbable. It's incredible. There is so much to talk about. Uh, but before we do that, Declan, why don't you give the ground rules on what we're going to try to do here early on Wednesday morning or on Tuesday morning when it comes to Wild Vent Line? All right, so it's 1 a.m. Central Time. Right now the Wild just won their longest game in franchise history, as Judd just alluded to. If you want to get in on this show, by all means, shoot me an email right now for the YouTube audience as we're doing this live, by the way. So if you're consuming this in the podcast audience, don't shoot me an email right now if you're consuming this in the morning. But right now on the YouTube channel, we have almost 1,000 people watching us, standing up with us right now. If you want to get in on this show, shoot me an email. It's vikingsventline at gmail.com. I know it's Vikings. It's just a dummy email account, okay? We're not going to make a second one. If you'd like to get in on this show, it's vikingsventline at gmail.com if you've got things you want to vent about positives because the wild just won a double overtime game even some negatives this is a safe space a safe space for all your takes judd so uh this is judd's hockey show if you like to get in shoot me an email it's vikingsventline at gmail.com an absolutely incredible hockey game um it it had so many twists it had so many turns Ryan Hartman essentially playing on one leg. I guess not surprisingly, because it's playoff hockey, scores the uh, game-winning goal in the second OT. Brock Faber not only plays, but he's so damn good that he he essentially saved Mason Marchment from scoring the uh, winning goal probably three to four minutes before Hartman scored. Philip Gustafson, Declan, just unbelievable. The second power play goal uh, that Dallas scored to take a 2-1 to lead in the second period by Jason Robertson. Not a great goal, but after that, uh, the Gus bus stood on his bleeping head. Jake Ottinger made about four saves in OT uh, combined in the first and second that were phenomenal. Marcus Johansson had two scoring chances that were great. Uh, we could just go on and on. I, I have one question, though, and I tweeted this out in the second OT. So. One of the plays that sort of turned the tide when Dallas was rolling in the second period after they took a two to one lead was the Dumba hit on Pavelski. And we could debate this hit. It's it's a 
it's a late hit, but it's a hit that comes within the confines of the action. Um, I think the league did a good job of slowing it down, speeding it up, and saying, okay, this is not a penalty. Um, it's a, a vicious hit, but those type of hits happen. But here's my question. Where's this Matt Dumba been? After that hit, Matt Dumba had one of the best games I have seen him have in years. It's one of the best games he's had as a member of the Wild. Don't look now, but this is a guy I thought was gone. Like, I, I thought this Matt Dumba, this version of Dumba, was long gone. He almost, I mean, it was an unbelievable, I think it was two minutes into the first overtime, Jake Ottinger off a tic-tac-toe pass that went Kaprizov to Zuccarello Hello. to Dumba. Dumba. Uh, Ottinger made an unbelievable save. But this Matt Dumba, the minutes played, his defensive play, his his um, offensive play, all these things that I hadn't seen. And Ted, you are right. You are right. Brock Faber, better than Fiala. Because Brock Faber stepped in tonight, and my God. I mean, this is a young man. As someone tweeted me, this kid has finals in two weeks. <laughs> and he is, the way that he played, and the way that this team played, and I know that they were completely gassed at the end. Um, but the way that this team played within the structure, when they are clearly not the better offensive team, but you know what they are? They've got that thing that the Blues had against against the Wild, right? They've got that thing where they might not be, or not, they might not be. The Wild's not the sexy team here. They're the hard-hitting, hard-working team. But man, they don't go away, and they didn't tonight. Um, I have very little to nitpick. I know that offensively they weren't great and they're really not. And that's them. Um, I think after the, not one, but two, uh, cross checks that Suter to delivered to Kaprizov, including the blatant one that didn't get called in front of the goal. I think this late in the third period. Um, I think Kaprizov was shaken up because he didn't look like himself in, in OT. He made a couple plays, but he didn't look like, I mean, he was the first three periods. He was dominant. He was flying around. First period, he was great. He was a one-man team at times. Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, I've got I got notes, but and I want to get to the people. But, Dex, um, I can't tell you just flat out how impressed I am, not just by this win, but how it was, but the the way to get the route to get there. Yeah, absolutely. That's what you love to see. Um I thought Dumbo was great in the overtime. I thought Nyquist was phenomenal. Gus was yeah. setting a franchise record for saves. Um, there was a lot of, of good takeaways there. You were just waiting for someone to make the grave mistake, essentially. And, you know, mm-hmm. Dallas was the one who made it. And it felt like in the first overtime period, we were sitting on eggshells, walking on eggshells, waiting for Dallas to probably score. But you go and you reset. You go back in that break. They brought food in, according to Leah Hextall, because the team hadn't eaten in like 12 or 13 hours or something. So mm-hmm. a little extra pregame or uh, or between overtime period fuel ends up working out for the Wild. A uh, little on-air production meeting for you, Judd, and for the listeners hanging out in the uh, in the green room here. Uh, we have over 1,000 people watching us uh, at 1 a.m. Central right now. We got people flying into the room. Little ground rules for vent line gas as you, as you pop on the screen. Yeah, Fun, fun, fun space to be. Don't, don't swear. Please don't swear. I have to ready stay up to like two in the morning. You're going to make my life a lot more difficult. Please don't swear. That's our, basically our only ground rule. Uh, so yep. we're going to turn this show over to you here in just awesome. a little bit. 
uh, to get as many Vikings or uh, Vikings. I'm very used to Vikings fans on Ventline, wild fans as I possibly can to hear from here on Wild Ventline. So, what are you ready, Judd? Should we just kick yep. this off? Should Let's we send go. it over to him? Let's go. Let's do it. All right, bring him in, Ryan. You're batting lead off. Welcome to Wild Ventline, man. Hey, thanks for having me on the show. That was one heck of a game. I I don't think I've seen them play such a complete game in a long time. I mean, Gustafson was a phenomenal save after save in that third and overtime period. I mean, Ottinger barely even got any shots to see. And then when he did, he made some amazing saves himself. But then, of course, the play of the game that ended it. <laughs> Ryan Hartman, I'm a Ryan. I just thought that was <laughs> epically funny. Ottinger from Lakeville, I mean, that was crazy. <laughs> Playing on one knee, too. Yeah, so great, great points. And, yes, that was um, that was a lot to digest. But, I mean, they got home ice back, and they deserved it. Like, they, they really did. Dallas didn't deserve to lose, but that's not a fluke win. And I know that Dallas essentially dominated offensively in OTs, but it sure didn't feel like, oh, man, they're playing poorly. They look completely gassed, but yeah. Let's keep Absolutely. going. All right, let's keep it moving. Let's go to Mark in Minneapolis here. Mark, that's a great stash. I should have kept mine now. I have hey, thanks, guys. Can you hear me okay? Yep, we Perfect. got you. All right, cool. I'm on kind of a janky headset, so. Uh, so I, I guess my biggest takeaway from the game is uh, the pesky sticks of uh, the play in the defensive zone, man. Like, I I didn't see very many clean zone entries for the Stars all night long. It was really impressive. And, uh, you know, I'll keep this pretty brief and let you guys kind of go off of my points, but Brock MFN Faber. Holy <laughs> cow, dude. Like. The spotlight wasn't too big. He, in fact, I think like he just transitioned from the national championship to this big stage seamlessly. It's like he didn't even miss a step. Uh, so I, I can't wait to see what the future holds for him and the rest of this uh, defensive play that we're starting to see. Uh, thanks for having me on, guys. Dex, uh, have me on for Vikings sometime. Uh, it'd be fun to chat with you guys some more. Absolutely. Great stuff, Thank, man. You, Thank you, Mark. Mark Minneapolis there dropping some uh, some great takes. The stick entries. I don't have a football sounder, but, you know, that's hockey right there. That's a hockey stick entries. We had a I know stick what he's saying, entries though. Comment. I know what he's saying. The blue line was hard to penetrate. That's Absolutely. all I got to say about that. This, right. this, this was a tough team. All right, let's go next to Jack. Jack, what's up, buddy? You're on Wild Event Line. How are you? Hey, good. How about y'all? Doing good, man. We're staying in there. We're awake. We're 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 up now. Why do Yeah. Man, that was a crazy game. I mean, I think the biggest takeaway I had coming off of that was I feel like every time we're in the playoffs first round, we're getting just bullied the whole game. Mm-hmm. Big time. We're just not ready for the stage. And I feel like tonight for the first time, at least for the first two periods, um, I felt like we were really bringing it to them. Constant checking, just not giving them a break. I feel like if they can consistently do it, I feel pretty good about the rest of the rest of the series. Good stuff, man. Thank you. Yep, this felt this felt like the opposite of Blues series where the Blues kick your ass. Mm-hmm. And and you're like trying to be cute like last year. You're trying to be cute. You're out there trying to be cute. Who can score? And they're kicking your ass. This time, you did that. And look, I mean, the Pavelski hit we can debate. That's a defining hit, though. Absolutely. I mean, that's the type of hit that you should, <laughs> That's the type of hit that would happen to the Wild. And then they'd be like, what happened? Absolutely. 
All right, we'll keep it moving here. Wild vent line. Um, thanks for everyone. We got like still a bunch of people hanging out in the room. We're gonna get to as many calls as we can. Obviously, late here tonight. This is your show too, by the way. So this is a wild, safe show. Uh, while Judd and I will be doing this after every game. Judd, I don't know if it'll be at one a.m. every single time, but regardless, yeah. you and I will be ready to to talk to as many wild fans as possible. If that's the case, throughout the first round series, let's go next to uh, is it is it Tommy or Tony? It's Tommy. Tommy. Okay. Hey, to- Tommy. I love the garb, Tommy. Hey, thanks. My mom wanted me to be unique, so she gave me one M. Oh, that's fine. I love that, but the hat. Dude, that's a great hat. I've never seen right. that hat before. Very thanks. nice. <clears throat> what you got? I got to say, my day started at 5.45 a.m. I had a 16-hour day at work, and all I wanted to do was make it to Wild Vent Line tonight. <laughs> Thank you. I got home with... Nine minutes left in the third period. It was two to two. I was so excited for the next like nine minutes. And then at like nine minutes left in the first overtime, I was like, I'm not excited anymore. Now I'm sweating. I'm heart racing. Very much like Viking season. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. My goodness. Philip Gustafson. Can we talk about this kid? Wow. Wow. Of course yes how calm is he his heart speaking of heart rate i don't think the dude's heart rate i think it's just like this ice cold how i mean again how often have we watched you know god bless him devin doomnick right with some fluky goal that ends your season or ends a playoff game you know stanchion here for kane goal off a guy's butt there Gustafson, perfect positioning, and he never looks like he's rattled. And I don't think anyone was thinking, why didn't we start Marc-Andre Fleury? No. Nobody was thinking that. This was the right move. It was. It really was. 100% the right move. Tommy, great stuff, man. Thank you so much, okay? Get some Love rest. the show, guys. I'll be on Vikings Vent Line later this year. Hell yeah. Thanks, okay. Tommy. Hopefully it's as good as this one. No doubt, no doubt. Some great wild fans uh, calling in here on Judd's Hawk Show. By the way, if this, if this is the first time you're describing us, hit that subscribe button. Uh, this is Judd's Hawk Show. Judd Zolgad uh, on the screen there. I'm Declan Goff. Uh, we break down Minnesota wild news, everything from reckless speculation to line heathens uh, to now playoff vent lines. This is your show on Judd's Hawk Show. So hit that subscribe button on the YouTube channel. And however you're listening, Apple, Spotify, Scorn, uh, we, we appreciate a five-star review. Let's go next to uh, Nick here. Nick, what's up, man? You're on Wild Ventland. What's up, Declan? You guys hear me all right? Yes, sir. Perfect. All right. Just a couple of things real quick. Uh, I think it's going to be real hard with the way Steele played tonight for either Sunquist to fit back in. I mean, that's going to be an automatic fit once he comes back. It just depends who's going to get sent down. But I think Steele, the performance he had tonight, solidified him in this lineup. They clogged up the neutral zone. They played the kind of hockey they need to play in the playoffs. And it goes to show that, you know, Dallas has been blowing guys out of the water, but Minnesota's played more one-goal games. They've had these tight games down the stretch that's prepared them for this run. If I had to be critical, 17, he, I, I think the emotions is getting the uh, the best of him with his game struggling right now. I mean, he did provide some physical effort with a hit on Robinson, but it, you, know, you, you can see it just boiling over with him, and I think he's going to be an easy sit, not to agree with Jesse and, and Judd here, but uh, I think 17 sits later on in the series if – if things keep going the way they are. That's, That's all I got, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Thanks man. Nick. That's going to really pain Dean. Yeah. That's going to really pain Dean. I, I don't know Dean can do that. 
two things on his point. Number one, I, th- there were some times that Felino was really noticeable. He was laying the wood. He, he had some big time hits. Yep. Um, he's still clearly chasing the puck a little bit. I actually think the only way maybe you make the case that guys are going to come into the lineup is because you just had a whole team play essentially, you know, two, uh, a game and a half's worth, worth of time here tonight. And are they going to be rested by the time game two starts? That's maybe the only reason why you might have to make some lineup changes. Judd. Gotta, I don't know. I don't know. They, about got you, a day, but... they got a day off. I think they'll, they'll <laughs> I, I don't think that they'll rest guys like in, in the old, old days going back to back guys played. So I don't think that they'll rest guys based on that. Uh, here's my question: Once they, once he gets out, out of his, out of his uniform, and they examine it, what's Hartman's status? Um, he yeah, could barely, he point. could barely skate. He he had before he scored the goal. He also had a chance in the second OT off of a pass in front, and it looked like he was hopping towards the puck. Like he didn't look like he could push off there. So. My question is: Is Steele going to have to go in for Hartman, um, or is Steele go is Steele going to end up replacing Hartman with Eck also now? Because Eck is going to be a pain threshold thing. So that's question one. Um, while I do think that there's a case to be made about Felino, I think Dean is going to look at the tape and love what he saw from him completing his checks tonight. I mean, he was beating people up. And I don't mean in fights. I mean, physically, he was taking guys out. Uh, mm-hmm. Dean Everson's going to love that. All right, let, let's continue to roll through. We have like a full green room here. Um, I'm going to uh, request a flag, so here you go. I don't, here, think we have I don't have a... Oh, to joy, folks. Taco Bell on them. The flag's for you right there, okay? So everyone should be happy. Okay, go ahead. All right, let's go to Tristan next here on Wild Yo, Line. Tristan, fan, guys. Uh, I just so, got three points. Uh, the wild grit video, you know, that set the tone, you know, and awesome to hear you guys in it. That was awesome. Uh, Saber better than Fiala. I saw that in the chat. You know, that's a big thing I have to say. And, you know, I honestly think, you know, he's the best defenseman. That's my reckless speculation. He's probably one of the best defensemen on the team. Honestly, he's just got to catch up to speed, my opinion. And a question, how do you guys start flurry? I really don't know how you can pull Gus right now. He's, yes, the goals on the power play, they were quick, and they're playing. Their power play is amazing, so how can you pull him? But, you know, Gus is playing on his head. He just broke the franchise record. He's obviously, like you guys said, ice cold. How do you pull him? That, those are my points. Thanks, guys. Great show. Thanks, man. Thank Great you, stuff. Tristan. Uh, Gus starts game two. Mm-hmm. I think, you know, keep in mind, in 2003, when, when Manny Fernandez and Dwayne Rolison both played, they didn't go one, two, three, four. Um, they waited until they lost, and then they made the switch and both played. And I do think that if the Wild is to make a playoff run, both guys will play. But Philip Gustafson, I think, has to start game two. I, I, I mean, my God, when you can remain that calm, cool, and collected, I'm sorry, but Flurry, as much as I love the guy uh, tonight, one, I don't know that he, he would have won the game. Two, you know, his style is not cool, calm, and collected. Um, what we saw tonight was damn impressive. Keep it going. Let's go next to Jay now on Wild Bent Line. Jay, what's up, man? Boys, how are we feeling? We're feeling good. Shocking. I'm wearing, that, I'm wearing the hat just for Brock Faber tonight. Um, I mean, truly, truly unbelievable from a kid who was playing in college hockey last week. Um, and I just want to give kudos to, to Dean and uh, and Billy G for, for putting their confidence in him and 
you know, putting this kid into the playoffs where I think Dean's a little bit hesitant on, you know, the younger guys coming in. Um, just wanted to say thank you to them as well. I mean, it's, it's on them as well. Trust this kid. And he lived up to it, man. Absolutely. Well, and how, how about this too? Billy Guerin's deadline moves. Okay. Johansson was great. Like had two or three great uh, chances in OT. Gustav Nyquist, who was sort of a wild card. Like they weren't positive that he could play. And we're told he probably can. How good was he tonight? He had three or four phenomenal passes. Like this team, I give Garen credit. This team is built for this. They might get tired, and I'm not saying that, that they're going to win for sure. But when is I? You know, I keep coming back to this question. When's the last time you watched a wild playoff game and felt like this? It doesn't feel like Vegas game one when we won in overtime. It feels a little bit better. It feels yes, yes, because it doesn't feel as skilled. It feels reliant, reliant on the fact that you played a hockey game. Thanks, sure. Man. Thanks, great guys. stuff. Love the hat. Absolutely. Uh, again, we have like fifteen hundred people. Shout out to you guys for making this happen on a wild event line. Um, we, we're going to be doing this after every single game this series. So, a uh, little update too. I'm seeing some tweets prowling from a friend of the show, Michael Russo, tweeting that uh, Peter DeBoer is saying he isn't confident Joe Pavelski will play. Uh, in game two after being removed from the ice after the Dumba hit that was no call then it was a five minute major and then they reviewed it and they said actually no it's it's two minutes and then I forget who got taken for instigating was it Domi Domi and yeah, you got, got two and ten ten minutes yeah two and yeah. ten and so. Kaprizov jumped in and I just about jumped in, into the tv I'm like Kirill you do if that's called a fight you don't want any part of that and Hartman of all people peeled Kaprizov off and said get the hell out of there yeah but that, but that hit had a major impact on, on Matthew Dumba's game and the game, I thought, as a whole. Let's go next to Henry now on Wild Vent Line. Henry, what's up, buddy? How are you? I'm all right. How are you guys? Can you hear me? Yeah, yep. I can hear you. Okay. All right, perfect. Uh, two things. One, I thought uh, Gustafson stood on his head, and that was so much fun to watch. I was just, like, over the moon watching him block all these, like, great chances that the Dallas Stars had. And two, I I was on Twitter, and I kept seeing tweets all about the hit, whether it was, like, a big deal or not a big deal. I was just curious what you guys thought, if you had any strong opinions one way or another. Thanks, man. I don't. Um, it was borderline. It was it went on a replay. If you slowed it down, it was late. Mm-hmm. In real time, it was a pretty good hit. The unfortunate thing is, is Pavelski fell awkwardly there. He clearly didn't expect the hit and hit hit his head and i believe he's had concussion problems so it's concerning um i wouldn't be, i would yeah. be surprised if he does not if if he is out for the series um but i don't have like a, a a clear you know that that was a five minute major a suspendable hit i thought it was borderline but i will say this it impacted the game and if you're the wild it impacted the game positively absolutely and that's hockey man that is, those hits are going to happen too. You know, like those type of big knocks, they're going to well, happen, man. And and at real speed, it's it's like puck bang. Like yeah. so. So the question is, it's sort of like the uh, f- football defenseless re- receiver thing That's when a point. guy lowers his helmet and the receiver goes down too and gets hit, and it's a fifteen yard penalty. It's it's like okay, but that's a bang bang play. That was the definition of a bang bang play. Unfortunately, Pavelski, I thought pretty clearly didn't brace himself for it. 
Keep it moving on Wild Vent Line, that is. Let's go next to John now. John, what's up, buddy? You are on Wild Vent Line. Good evening, guys. How's it going? It's going good, Ben. Thank you. Hey, last time I talked to you was uh, after game three last year. And look what shirt I still have on. <laughs> oh, yeah. Ryan Hartman. <laughs> this shirt was on. I went. I live in Wyoming, and I drove down to Colorado. I was on the glass on the Minnesota offensive side. And that's where I became impressed with Sam Steele. And tonight he was phenomenal. Um, his stick, that goal, breakaway against Oninger, that's that's a pretty impressive thing. Um, on that second penalty on Felino, did anybody else notice that one of our boys went into the wall with a cross check and then the whistle was blown? And then all of a sudden they're walking Felino to the penalty box. And I was like, what the heck's going on there? I thought that was for sure going to be a boarding call. But, um, you know, Gustafson has to start game two. Our fourth line, man, they really carried their weight tonight. Um, I remember it was late in the overtime. They were on the ice versus the first line. And um, they had just iced the puck. And I was like, oh, no. And uh, they were able to stand their ground, clear the ice, and Hulu. Hulu sucks. <laughs> it crashed right before the goal. I didn't get to oh, see Oh, no. It. Oh, man. Oh. Go on Twitter, John. It's it, it's on there a bunch. Bally Sports North right now. I, uh, but I um, hats off to you guys. Um, I watch you. I just uh, YouTube search Minnesota Wild, and I watch you guys every show. So thanks for <laughs> And yes, whoever said this feels better than the Vegas game one nailed it. What a gut, gut, gut check tonight. Way to yeah. go, boys. Absolutely. Good stuff from John there. Um, on his point of Sam Steele, I mean, Judd, you and I were talking about it with Jesse uh, Pierce, which you can also find on the, on this on this YouTube channel and on the Judd's Hockey Show feed about who who's going to be the GOAT, right? Who's going to step up in playoff series? And what, what you see in the in these type of series is random guys that, Aren't Kirill, aren't Boldy, and I know Kirill got on the score sheet tonight, but Sam Steele scores the equalizer. I mean, who had yep. who had the money line, who had the prediction on Sam Steele being the guy that ends up tying this game and sending it sending it to overtime? You need those type of guys to step up and score uh, big-time goals like that. So good on Sam Steele to be one of those guys. Absolutely, and I, I believe he, he also uh, is going to get or got the, the first assist on the, um, on the Hartman goal in the second OT. Because he, I think, had it deflect off his skate, and it went back towards. Because it's a weird carom. If you go back and, and watch, it's a it's a weird play that gets the puck on Hartman's stick there. Um, I'm just ch- checking to see second OT. Yep, Hartman from Steele. So Sam Steele, two points, absolutely key. The Nyquist pass on the Steele goal on the breakaway was gorgeous. I thought Nyquist uh, quickly was one of the most noticeable player in overtime. I mean, he was all over the ice. I thought he was making plays. He was dishing things out. He had a really, really strong game. Can see why the Wild traded for him. Um, keeping it moving on Wild Vent Line. We'll go to Andrew next. What's up, Andrew? How are you? Hey, how's it going, guys? How's it going tonight? Good. Big W. Big W. Let's go. Like I just like you guys were just saying, Gustav Nyquist. Big night. Big night. I thought he uh if you compare it to the Wolves, like, you know, if I wish they had Nas Reed, he put in valuable minutes tonight. A little offense, a little defense. 
Sam Steele could be the GOAT. You know, you never know. He could pull us through the first round. Let's go. Hey, you know what? If if you get if you get a different performance from the Sam Steels of the world throughout a playoff series, that can carry you. It's not mm-hmm. that game two now, Sam Steele. Let's go and and you know what? I won't I won't be completely shocked if Sam Steele eventually gets scratched here because that's how this team works. That's how this team works. You've got to play within the structure. I mean, that's what they finally demanded. And look, it worked. That team was exhausted tonight, but you know what they did. In the second OT and throughout, they counterpunched constantly. So they kept counterpunching. They they were they were rope doping Dallas. They were up against the ropes, Declan. How many times? I mean, Boucher said at one point, you know, this is this is a matter of time, right? I mean, mm-hmm. they're the boxers up against the ropes, but they punched back enough that they were able to win. And and you know, you take game one, home ice now goes to Minnesota. It's absolutely huge. I believe it was Bill Guerin that said about Fiala last year, you're only as good as your last game, right? And, and that, that, that applies to your logic of, yeah, Sam Steele was good tonight, but if he's bad in game two, they could take him out. Um, that's kind of it's kind of the uh, having to pay the price of playing playoff hockey. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. We'll go next to Brandon now on Wild Vent Line. Hey, Brandon, how are you? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me, guys. Sorry. Yeah, man. Of um, course. There we go. I'm there you go. Get yourself settled. Um, good stuff. Yeah. So I just want to ask, you know, everyone's, you know, everyone seems to be talking about Brock Faber, uh, Gustafson. Obviously, they deserve a lot of credit. But Sam Steele, has he earned himself kind of a spot on the final roster? Because he's been scratched a lot. He was a little streaky, but, you know, now has he kind of proved himself? Um, Yes. And I, look, Thanks, Brandon. I think that Dean loves him, okay? Like, I think he's he's not the world's most talented guy, but he works his ass off, and he's got some skills. And I think that Dean appreciates and loves the, the fact that he has, and the one thing that, that you could say is he has kept himself prepared to play, right, Dex? Mm-hmm. Um, but, I mean, Hartman might be hurt now. So if, if Hartman's out and they expedite Erickson X return, Steele still plays then. So like that's the thing about it. We always to, to go back to what what we talked about a few weeks back before the playoffs started. We always like are, are like, well, we're, where's this guy going to play then? I mean, if somebody comes back, guys just get hurt. Like these are the playoffs. You're going to lose people. You are going to lose them, and and that's where the Sam Steels of the world are so pivotal because they don't get pissed off, they don't pout, they don't whine. They might they don't like sitting in the press box, but when they are brought out of the press box, they are prepared to play. The the, the wild in short is the anti wolves. They're professionals. Mm-hmm. The wolves are a collection of about one or two guys who are true professionals. The wild's professionals. And it's wild because Brandon brings up, you know, Sam Steele. He's like the fourth or fifth guy to bring him up because he had such a good game. Like he's had yeah. such a noticeable game. You asked me, I think, Judd, like in December, I said, you asked, you know, kind of in the middle of that hot streak from Sam Steele out of nowhere, I said, is this legit? You know, is this is this sustainable? Is is this going to be someone that is going to pop up here and be like the Ryan Hartman of last year? And I said, I don't think so. 
and he was scratched numerous times in the second half of the season, but he was great tonight. And you need guys like that, again, to just step up and score big-time playoff goals for you. So good on him there. Uh, a few more guests here still hanging out with us on Wild Vent Line. Let's go next to Bryce. Bryce, what's up, man? How are you? What's up, guys? All right. I'm going to start off with um, I'm actually not a Wild fan, but I'm in Minnesota. Okay. okay. As you can tell by up next to me. But behind my head is Flurry and Reeves signed photo. Nice. So I want to ask Judd, one out of 10, how tired are you? How what? How tired are you? Tired? I'm not. I'm not. I'm I'm wide awake. That game go. has me wired. Yeah. Plus, I got some caffeine. Okay, so my hot take for tonight, wild nights into the Stanley Cup. Ooh, Western Conference Final? Yep. Okay. Yep, that's, that's my hot take. Is it, That's, that, that's going to be a series to go to the Stanley Cup. That'd be a lot of fun. I like it. Yeah, I feel like that. I feel like that. Um, the, the path in the Pacific's a little easier than you know the Central path. You know, because Dallas and Colorado are still going to be really damn good. So, going to be yeah, interesting. What's to the see bracket look like out. right now? So it's it's going to be it's going to be LA and Edmund, Edmonton, yep, right? It's Golden Knights and Jets. And and look, the Jets. Here's the weird thing: the Jets were a really weird team. At one point, they were in first place in the Central. Then they damn near didn't make the playoffs. But right now, Connor Hellenbach is playing great. And he is, when he's playing great, one of the best goaltenders. So I don't think that the Wild, or I'm sorry, I, I don't think the Golden Knights are a shoe-in to beat uh, the Jets. However, that being said, Mark Stone is coming back. Because shockingly, Vegas always just gets guys back when the playoffs start. Um, right. So that could be intriguing. But yeah, um, I think the Wild is far more concerned right now about trying to get three more wins against the stars because it's not going to be simple you know i think it's a uh, peeler 102 here on a youtube channel says dumba must have gone to livia way control to get into form uh well I, I can't confirm that matt dumba did that he's actually a pretty in shape guy but he's uh, looking yeah. like judd these days you know with with playing double overtimes and, and make and making a noticeable difference in his game yep. so why don't you tell the audience about our friends at livia i certainly will and i'm going to tell you a story about a place that's going to help you drop the weight just like they helped me as declan just said our friends at Livia Weight Control Centers uh, do magnificent work. And as I said, it's weight control. So, ladies and gentlemen, I appeal to you. This is not a diet. This is not a quick fix. This is not a short-term plan. This is weight control. They're going to help you drop the pounds. And then, most importantly, they're going to help you keep the pounds off. Uh, several Score North listeners and viewers have joined. And every one of them has said, you know what, Judd? It worked for me. And I always say, if it can work for me, it can work for you. Join today. And a new offer just out yesterday. Three months free, ladies and gentlemen. Three months free. Cruise into summer, looking good, feeling good, and all those clothes that don't fit now, they're going to fit you. Thanks to our friends at Livia. 855 go Livia, L I V E A dot com. Livia, L I V E A dot com. I have a little update speaking of Livia and, and good you know, meals you should be eating. Uh, Ryan Hartman said between overtime and intermissions, the group refueled with peanut butter, jellies, bananas, and a 1230 Red Bull. That's what Ryan Hartman was. Uh, a was, was a Red Bull. Okay. He, he had a Red Bull at 1230 a.m. to uh, okay. keep him going and get him that overtime goal. So nice little, uh, nice little meal there for him. A few more guests left here on Wild Vent Line. Um, let's go to Dante next. Dante, how are you? Good, how are you? 
Thanks for having me on, guys. Of course. Um, what a game, man. Um, you know, honestly, the, the thing that kept coming back to my mind was just how, you know, throughout the season, all the games, you're watching them. Um, it just seems like there's always something that's going wrong. You know, maybe they're playing a good game. Maybe they're winning, but there's just something, you know, bad plays made. Some players making a mistake. Um, and this is the first game all season where, you know, I can't remember a single time where honestly that thought came to my mind. It was just a solid game, just a, a complete coordinated effort from every player on the team. It was just a phenomenal performance from everybody. And I, I think the best part about that is it started with the coach. I think it started with the coach. Like there was no question about how this structure worked. And look, you know what? As far as the style of play that the Wild had, it, you might consider it on a national level to be sort of boring, to be sort of boring because it was Dallas creating the chances. And the Wild was basically, as I said, up against the, the ropes. Um, the game I thought was spectacular. I loved it. But the point is, the Wild's not going after style points. The days of style points are gone. What this team's going after are playoff wins, and that's what they worked on tonight. Love it. A few uh, fans left here on Wild Ventland. We'll go next to Steve. He's got his shades on. He's in a great little setup. He's got his jersey. What's up, Steve? Oh, man, not much. I tell you, it was a great night tonight. The spirit of Elite 1C Victor Rast was in the building. Um <laughs> Just amazing things tonight. Everyone was 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 heating up. And uh, I think the main takeaway was that we needed to beat the Stars up, and we did. Yep. And I was really worried that um, the Stars were going to show up tough and uh, we were going to wilt, but that didn't happen. We were the tough guys in the room, and, uh, I mean, it was just amazing. Revo was smacking people around. Felino was smacking people around. Nyquist was coming in clutch. Uh, Faber made an amazing playoff debut. Uh, it was just so many things went right. Even when it seemed like the stars were pulling ahead, I still was smiling because because the Wild were playing the game they needed to play. Even when it Love really that. didn't seem they didn't. Yeah. So hundred awesome. percent. Great, Great stuff, Steve. Exactly right. He's exactly he's that's a thousand percent right. There was never a moment like you thought they might lose. Um, that is true. But there was never a moment where I said are they really doing the right thing here? Mm-hmm. Like, like, are they really doing what they should do here? Every playoff series for like the last four of them, I've always been like, what are they doing tonight? Never said that. All right. Let's go next to Ethan now on wild bent line. Hey, Ethan, what's up? Hey. What's up? Hello. Love it. Yeah. A couple takeaways from the game. I think Gus is definitely the guy. I mean, guys have been saying it earlier. And I think with last year, how they handle the goalie situation, I think it's going to be, you know, a lot better this year and a lot clear cut. Who's the guy now? And, you know, maybe we sign him long-term. I think the guys think we should lock him up. Oh, yeah, they'll have to. It'd be nice, yeah. Yeah, it's going to be tough, but they'll have to. Yeah. He's fantastic. I just, I love, I love the fact he's flatlined. I just love not having a goaltender who you're like, what's he doing? Why is he doing this? Why is he doing that? And that's not a dig at Flurry. But again, yeah. I just go back to Dubnik. I go back to the playoffs with Dubnik. And it's like, okay, it's doobie time. There's a puck off his skate. Goes in. You yeah. know, there, there's a dumb goal that shouldn't have been scored. Um, this guy's positioning tonight was great. Th- that was a high-stress game. And the, yeah, goaltender really nev- and, and the goaltender never showed you that. Yeah, I know. You looked at him, like, in between whistles, the skater, and he's just cool as a cucumber. I know. God, yeah. I love that. Yeah. And oh, second thing, yeah, go ahead. No, go ahead, Ethan. Oh, yep. Second thing I kind of noticed, we kind of got a lot of breaks from the refs. 
like yeah. later in the game. A couple of tripping calls. I mean, you see the Dallas crowd, they were going wild. The refs. You know what? I, I thought that they I thought they called and I think they were concerned about losing control. I thought they called a few too many penalties in the second period there. But here's what I think, and I'll take this every time. I felt that it was very even. Like like they definitely didn't favor Dallas. Um now they did put Dallas on power plays, what, in each OT. And so like that's that's um suboptimal. But that being said, I never felt like you, like the old Minnesota were were being screwed. Yeah. And and on the road in a playoff game, I'll take that every time. Yeah. That's I'll a always best take goal that. for. Yep. Yeah. Thank Great you. Great stuff, Ian. Yep. Great stuff, man. Thank you. All right. We got one more left here on Wild Vent Line, Judd. We'll go to uh Campbell. Yo, what's up, guys? Not much, buddy. Yeah. Um I just want to say that I think uh, Faber definitely earned his spot in this lineup tonight with that, especially with that defensive play at the end with the block, but just his play all night, honestly, it shows clearly that um, coach Dino's got the trust in the young kid. And I think he, he delivered on that tonight. He did. He made Dino look good with that trust. How great was that plan? Marchment, you guys. Oh my God. Like, I mean, that's a goal. That net is yeah. empty. For sure. That's a good night. See ya, too bad. That's a loss right there. And that kid, like how many defensemen, Spurgeon would do it. Brodeen is just great, so he would. Mm-hmm. But outside of those two, um, I think Middleton might make that play, but I ain't sure about that. The ordinary Dumba, not the Superman that played tonight, no, doesn't no, make yeah. that play. You know, I and and I will say this. In his defense, although I think he'll be scratched for game two, Johnny Merrill made a play similar, but he didn't have to go down. I think it was in the third. It might have been in the third period of the first OT mm. where he also, where there was, uh, where I think it was um, Didanov, uh took the puck and tried to go around. He basically was going to go around Gus and try and, and shoot it. And Gus was down. Gus made a play, but he couldn't stick with the play. And Johnny Merrill came with his stick and blocked it. That was a nice play. This team tonight was so structured. It's just great. But, yeah, Brock Faber was phenomenal. The future is very bright with Brock. There's one more thing I just wanted to touch on real quick is that the guys totally just came out and hustled. And, like, if only we could see the Wolves do that. But (laughs) this is exactly what what they needed to do. And they're going to have to come out and do the same thing if they want to have a chance of winning game two. Absolutely. Absolutely. But at least worst case. You come back with the split. Thanks, man. Great stuff. Thanks, yep, thanks guys. Appreciate you wrapping things up. Yeah. Uh, the Wolves, that's, that's its own story. Uh, and I've seen, um, I see comments saying, where's the hockey whisperer? I think the hockey whisperer, if again, I, is he still a thing? I don't, I don't know if he's a thing. He I thought he was on back. an island. I tried I to get people, him back. I know people kind of was like, oh, Declan's getting a little defensive. I, I just thought he was gone for good. That's all. And now I, I can just waltz back in because the Wild win, you know, an epic game. I, I'm just, I'm just saying. I don't Perhaps know. Perhaps he'll appear tomorrow. I don't know. We'll certainly I've see. Got my notes right here. Uh, Judd, we just did a nice little vent line session there. Um, obviously, speaking of the hockey whisperer, regardless, Mackie, Judd, and, and myself will be live tomorrow too to break this down, plus other Judd's hockey show related content as we see fit. Uh, but any last takes from you as we wrap up at almost two in the morning Central Time here in the Wild's first playoff win? Uh, one of the most impressive games I've seen from this franchise, and certainly in the playoffs in years. Um, absolutely just from top to bottom um, 
one of the most synced, coordinated efforts I have seen. It was, I am beyond impressed. The goaltending was great. Uh, the defensemen were great. Uh, Dallas, is, I, I mean, flat out, as far as like skill goes, Dallas was the superior team for the majority of tonight's game. But um, I cannot tell you how impressed I am with that performance. And I think it sets a tone. This team is going to be tired, but this is the playoffs, baby. I think it sets a tone for what our expectation needs to be from how they're going to play. And if they play like they did tonight, they it's going to take work, but they can win this series. Look, you don't want to see the team going to double OT every single time, but you, you said with Jesse and myself this morning, these games are going to be boring. And I know that sounds weird that, you know, they just want a double overtime game. Not saying that was a boring game, but I mean, there was some lulls, right? There was, it wasn't a well, sexy back down. and forth, six, yeah. to, six to four high flying game. Yeah. There was some lulls there. And that's how the Wild are going to win these games in the playoffs, man. That's how it's going to happen. So and that's why we're going to wave the flag. That's yes. why we're going to wave the flag because when they, when they win these games from 2003, you know, I keep saying this is 2003, very much the same style updated for 2022 23 wave the flag all right i'm gonna we're gonna end this one so i can get this posted to the podcast feed and we can get like just you know a couple hours of winks before we're back at it on score north tomorrow uh with mackie and judd pat Royce. we got bonus scoops with doogie we got a draft with thor of that we're gonna get to so there's plenty of content we don't sleep here at score north do we judd maybe a couple we, winks here and we there. wait for face off Wait for face off. Yep. Stella, get my coffee going for the That's morning. Right. Benny's going to be really pissed at dad here in 10 minutes when he moves into the side of the bed. We'll see uh, how that goes. Might need some Nutrisource treats take to make couch. that one happen. Just and, and actually, that might be the move. Stay so, the all right, write that down. Uh, Declan on the couch. Hit that subscribe button for daily Minnesota sports entertainment. This is Judd's Hockey Show. This is your show. Thanks to you to so many wild fans who made this one of the most listened to and watched wild podcasts and honestly, NHL podcasts around we appreciate you guys and remember pass shoot score